1: That's the Johnny McCaig Band with Here We Go. This is the Piffles Podcast, your premier Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. My name is Alex. I am Steve.
0: And I'm looking for a good deal on a house in Regina. Anyone know anyone who's selling one?
1: I heard uh, Bo Levi Mitchell bought one. Is he selling one now? I well, Maybe maybe
0: he's a flipper. Maybe, maybe we're getting a whole HDTV uh, uh, CFL show with well, Levi Mitchell buying houses in markets before he's actually a free agent.
2: Oh, we already got the Denigan cooking show. Why not the uh, the Bo Levi house flipping show? Let's do it.
1: You can find all the updates on that on Facebook because everything that says on that's said on Facebook is true. Piffles Podcast. You can find us on Facebook uh, there as well. We're also and that's Facebook. true. Yep, <laughs> um, that one is true.
0: You can yeah, find us on Twitter true. as well at Piffles Pod. I'm at Real Alex D. I guess I'm at Safabad. And I do not need your pity follows at Greg on Sports. Uh,
1: one day we might be verified, but we have to convince people to give us $8 a month to uh, do it. So we'll see if that ever happens in our lifetime. Pibbles Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. Check them out. We have so much to talk to because we haven't been around for a couple weeks. Let's get right to the opening kickoff. <laughs> All right, yeah, great cup, blah, blah, blah. Bombers lost, good. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Let's start with the rider news. There's a whole lot to talk about, and everybody's favorite quarterback in the CFL, at least mine, apparently, if you look at the uh, close chest picture of mine, it was Levi Mitchell, not to Saskatchewan, at least not yet. His rights traded to Hamilton. That was a wild day on Twitter. That was fun. He still (coughs) said, though, that he wants to test free agency. So, is that a miss trade by the Hamilton Tiger Cats, or is Bo actually going to sign there?
0: Well, normally when this happens, you think they got permission to talk to Bo before the trade happened. Sounds like Hamilton just went went off and did it, and is rolling the dice. Y- you got to look at the pending free uh, quarterback free agents and go yeah, he's going to be the ball of the ball. It's no, it's no wonder he wants to go to free agency because if you break down the teams and who's probably looking for a starting quarterback and who's available, he's easily, easily the number one choice for all these teams. And you, we're probably looking at like four teams probably looking for a quarterback.
1: Potentially five, really. But yeah, you're right. At, at least four teams, uh, Saskatchewan being one of them. And that... I mean, that brings it. So that's going to be the biggest story this offseason for the Riders, not who their offensive coordinator is going to be, is who's the quarterback going to be. And let's say that Bo Levi Mitchell does sign in Hamilton, and he is the Ticats starter. That opens up a couple names, such as a Dane Evans, because they're not going to keep him around if he's he's there. What about their backup, Matthew Schultz? Do they keep him, or do they let him go as well and, and just bring in somebody younger, for Bo to kind of, you know... um, Mentor. Mentor, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, (laughs) Thurman Adams could be available as well from BC because clearly they're going to keep Nathan Rourke as their starting quarterback. Uh, But who knows? They might be in the market for a starting quarterback if Nathan Rourke actually gets, you know, those NFL workouts and and signs a contract down there. Nick Arbuckle, which, Greg, you said last time we were uh, doing a show Garfield's dad's coming to Saskatchewan. And you're like, oh, I, no. that's
0: that's the way it's looking right now. That's that's all I can see. So, who will be the Ryder's starting quarterback? Prediction time, boys. I I want to say though, I've seen people saying Cody's. This means Cody's coming back. There's no way Cody's coming back. That bridge is burnt. It has been put out. It's been lit on fire again, and it has been destroyed. There's no way Cody Fajardo is coming back. I I don't think the writers could offer him enough money to come back. Just the way that relationship is fractured. So let's get that out of the way. I'm thinking it's going to be either Arbuckle or Evans. If I had to guess out of that list, I think uh, Rourke is going to stick on in the uh, NFL, which means uh, VA is going to stay out in BC. And yeah, it's, I can't believe there's this many teams looking for a starting quarterback uh going going into this offseason it's nuts.
2: I, I'm gonna go completely off the uh off off the books here and stick with a guy on our own current roster. I'm gonna go with Levi Lewis as our opening day starter in twenty twenty three. Wow. wow. I, I've heard a couple of I, a couple of people that I trust throw his name around out there as a as a guy to watch for. And I just had this feeling that I think they might try and go the BC route and maybe spend that money elsewhere and try and save money by having two lower-cost quarterbacks. It worked well in BC. Now, granted, BC caught lightning in a bottle, but that doesn't mean other teams aren't going to try it. And if any team was going to try that method, it would be the, the cheapest franchise in the CFL known as the Saskatchewan Roughriders. I like
1: the all guts, no glory pick you have there. Um, I I just don't know if I can see that happening because if you look back at that last game of the regular season, they had Cody Fajardo listed as the backup, didn't play, but you had Mason Fine basically play that whole game. Why would you not have your other young guys come in for a little bit just to see what you have? So I know they re-signed Lewis to a new contract for 2023, but if they were serious about doing something like that, I would think that they would want to see him at least, you know, in the four, last few minutes of a fourth quarter of a mean nothing game at the end of the season.
2: But on the on the flip side, if you're thinking this might be the guy for the future, do you want to throw his confidence out the window by putting him behind that colander that we called an O-line this season? I just can't see them making that mistake. You want to, you want to put him in the best position to win. So this offseason, throw your money at the O-line, throw it at the receiving core. And you go out there with Mason Fine, Levi Lewis, maybe a Matthew Schiltz uh, as a, another guy to bring in some veteran experience, but who's not going to cost a ton, and and see what comes out of camp. But I don't I don't have an issue with them not playing him to end the year. I think I think that's a smart call from a experience perspective. There was no good experience coming from uh, what was on the roster to end that season.
1: Uh, But I think we're all in agreement if, for whatever reason, Bo Levi-Mitchell does not sign in Hamilton, does test free agency, he's got to be the guy, right? Like, the riders need to get him.
0: It's probably going to end up being a three-way bidding war between – well, if Hamilton doesn't sign him, they might just let him go, or they might keep on throwing money at him. But it's going to be Saskatchewan, maybe Toronto, based on what we've been hearing, and Hamilton. Uh, we'll talk about Toronto in just a little bit as well,
1: just with the, the great cup and who may or may not be there next year. Um, the offensive coordinator spot for the riders, Kahari Jones, Mark Mueller and Kelly Jeffrey were all given permission to be interviewed by the team. Uh, it was really funny to me that Kelly Jeffrey, the riders running back coach was given permission by the riders. To <coughs> a rider's position. Um, but <laughs> just the way that it was worded was really funny. Um, Kahari Jones or Mark Mueller, I'm perfectly good with either one of those. Um, I would love to see a Mark Mueller type get a shot, um, assuming that he can bring in, you know, an assistant uh, that of his choosing and and has a really big say in the quarterback. Maybe that's the maybe that's the key to getting Bo Levi Mitchell to Saskatchewan is hire Mark Mueller and have him really talk to Bo and say, Hey, look, I need you here in Saskatchewan. Um, what do you guys think of these names?
0: Originally, uh, Kahari and Mark Mueller were my two uh, top picks for the OC, so I, I'm happy they were there. Obviously, surprises me that Hamilton is allowing Kahari to talk. I thought for sure they would want to keep him in-house and maybe uh, take a little bit off of uh, Steinhauer. I'm just I, – I don't know what you do because, like I said before – Kahari is your choice if you want a really short leash on uh, Dickey. If you hire Mueller, who is your backup? Like, that means you're stuck with Dickinson all year because you have no real head coaching prospects on that staff as of right now. And Kelly Jeffrey, the only guy they didn't fire on the offense, so they must see something in him. What's really funny to me is with Kelly
1: Jeffrey, let's say he does get it. I wonder if they would actually use the running backs then.
2: Well, you'd hope so. <laughs> well, I mean, if he's Jason Moss's guy, probably not. I I, I think Jeffrey is the obvious choice. I don't like it. But how are you going to get a guy like Mark Mueller to come underneath a coach with a one-year deal? I mean, it's just, it's just not the spot that you want to be. And especially with the way the team performed to close out last year. There's not a lot of confidence in the head coach right now. There's no confidence in the general manager. If you're Mark Mueller and you know, you're waiting for an opportunity in Calgary for a while yet. Is this the one you want to jump ship? Yes. You've got the family history in Saskatchewan. Sure. Yes. That that's great. But beyond that, why would he ever consider taking on that role? I just, see I just don't see it. I think you go with whoever you can get for the year. Don't sign anybody beyond that year and hope to God it works. And if it doesn't, 2023 and beyond, you've got a clean slate.
1: And I was actually talking to a lot of people, Grey Cup Week, about that, saying 2023, that's not the year that you want to sign with the riders if you're a coach. It just, to me, it makes no sense. 2024 is the year. So I'm really curious as to see what they do here. Kahari Jones brings automatic, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Legitimacy to the spot. Not saying Mark Mueller doesn't by any means. That's not what I mean. But he's won a great cup here in Saskatchewan as the offensive coordinator. So, I mean, this guy has a history and very well-loved around the league by the players. He could definitely bring in some guys that that would, uh, you know, shore up that offense. Um, I am going to be interested to see what they do here. Uh, especially when I heard that we could be seeing a wide receiver coach announced soon. And I've heard this at the great cup party I was at. And um, it's a former receiver in the CFL. Is, 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 is he
0: uh thick? Uh,
1: you, you could, you could say he's thick. Um, apparently Both Dickinsons have contacted him about becoming a positional coach. Both Dickinsons don't know that the other Dickinson has done that. So I'm really curious where this Hall of Fame, I mean, a thick player, um, former player, um, may or may not end up. Um, Could be really interesting, dun dun dun, to see if that's something. And this guy makes Regina his home now.
0: And I could, I could, I could see it happening. I really could. Um, I, so I like that. The, the guy, being he, great personality. There, there's your personality. Get Dickie away from the microphones and put him in front of them. Um, I would, I would love to see that actually.
1: Yeah, we're talking about Nick Lewis, by the way.
0: If he can't figure <laughs> it out, oh, I thought we were talking about N
2: Lewis. No, wait, no, that's that's too easy.
0: Yeah, Nick L. Yes, yeah,
2: L, yeah.
1: <laughs> um. So apparently he's uh, been being recruited and, and is looking up a possible coaching career in the CFL. So we'll see if that comes to fruition either here or in Calgary.
0: As much uh, as I hated him as a player, I, I love that man as a man. Like I, I would love to see the, him in Ryder Green uh, in some fashion. So,
1: absolutely. Um, good Ryder news. Mario Alford, special teams player of the year resign for 2023. Not an gonna, all-star.
0: But not an all-star, no. Um, I'm just glad we don't have to p- play, uh, pay an all-star rate. <laughs> I guess so, so. Just the most outstanding special teamer rate.
1: Yeah. Um, so massive re-signing there. I think we're going to talk about the true Muskeeps on this team going forward. To me, he was at the very top of the list. Uh, he was the only player for the last seven games of the year that looked like he gave a damn. He, he, he
0: was the spark that uh, Dickinson kept on talking about. Yeah,
1: he was the spark when he first got traded over here, and he continued that all the way through the season.
0: And Thank he, you, need... Riders Special Teams, for making him expendable to Montreal. Yeah,
1: they, they need him for 2023, so I'm, I'm thrilled about that signing. Um, signing a few more players, some Americans, um, some Canadians as well. Uh, Riley Borsma receiver Regina Rams, uh, coming back to the team Uh, after being in training camp last year. I love that. I think he's going to be a good, solid receiver in the CFL through his career. Uh, He may not be an all-star, but I think he's going to be a very solid guy that you can trust from the Canadian position. Um, And the offensive lineman, uh, Montoya, that was drafted. Aldo Montoya drafted last year, right, I think?
0: Portuguese Uh, Man of War? Yeah, it was last year. Was it
1: it (laughs) Aldo? (laughs) <laughs> that was, yeah, that's right. That was the old wrestling guy. I got his name wrong. I only wrote Montoya down there because I figured I'd remember his name. Um, Diego Montoya. Um, D-
0: does he wear a jock strap on his face? Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but Canadian offensive lineman. Who, I'll show um, you a
2: picture later, Steve.
0: Steve's yeah, really confused no by this idea.
2: conversation. Whenever you guys go to wrestling, like obscure wrestling stuff, I just kind of go, okay. <laughs> um,
1: but I love that signing as well. Um, could be a guy that uh, he was a played out of UBC. Um,
0: And he actually qualified for the global draft too, but they took him in the um, Canadian draft.
1: Yep. Um, There was no American offensive lineman sign. Um, A lot of people were upset. Every time there was a signing, it was, oh, can they block? And it could have been three receivers. Oh, can they play O-line? First off, shut up. That's not funny anymore. Like stop making that comment on every single one. The first person did it. Now you're just not being original at all. And second of all, the team needs to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. They can't just go and get offensive linemen, okay? That's just not how it works. You have to get all positions. You're going to have con- competition at every position. So stop with the, oh, can you block? We had old linemen on our team last year that couldn't block. So stop it with the, well, where's the old lineman okay? Mini round's over.
2: But in all fairness to the talk and chew gum at the same time, the Riders spend all season signing other players without signing a successful, you know, offensive lineman. So I'm not sure they can talk and chew gum at the same time.
1: I think that's the saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, if not, we're Schaefer. running with it. Yeah. Key and Schaefer Baker had a workout with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, hoping it's kind of a braiden, Lenius type thing where – I mean, he gets shot and then, uh, you know, selfishly, selfishly gets cut and comes back to Saskatchewan if he does sign anywhere. Um, but you have to root for the guy to make it to the NFL. I think you have to do that with anybody. Um,
0: well, you had to assume he was getting a shot because his last two seasons were definitely better than anything Lenny put up. And Lenny has signed relatively quickly with the Falcons. Then again, he came back to us relatively quickly too, so. Two and two together on that one, but uh, yeah, like the dude is can be a game breaker. He's got the hands, he's got the speed, runs roots great. He might stick down there, he's that good. And he's only on the plus
2: side, he's he's going to a team that has no idea how to win, so he's got that experience already. You know, if, (laughs) if he does end up signing in Jacksonville,
1: uh, and he's only 24 too, so he does have the youth. Uh, that the NFL would be looking for from from a guy like this that they can develop. Um, I'm, I, well, I, can, I I hope. I hope you want to see that, especially out of a Canadian guy. Uh, you want to see them be able to make the show and and get there. Um, but selfishly, I hope he's back here and whoever the new offensive coordinator knows how to actually use the guy because anytime he actually got targets last year, he had monster games. So. This guy has all the talent, and I hope uh, hope he just gets it used properly. That's all.
2: And the one thing we keep hearing anytime any of these guys in the CFL get a look is, oh, you need to keep your, your talent in the CFL. You can't keep losing it to the NFL. That's bad. Every player from the CFL that signs and makes good down south is good for this league. Every time you see a guy go down there and get a look, get a contract, even a guy like Chris Strebler, who, who got that name recognition now down south. The future starting quarterback of the Jets? I, I threw up on my mouth when I said his name. But uh, every time like something like that happens, and you hear of nothing but his time in the CFL, that's good for this league. You want to get that recognition down south. Yes, you want to see the talent come up here, but the more talent that goes down... The more guys are going to see this as a legitimate league and come up and give it that chance, too. So, oh, and
0: you don't get me wrong, like, I would love if the Nathan works and the Keen Schaefer Baker stay here. And I've seen the self professed voice of the Rioters go, they're Canadian kids. They dream about being in the CFL, sure, but they also dream about being in the NFL because that's where they can get paid life changing money. I'm sorry, I'm. I legit make more money than a lot of the players in the CFL and I don't play football and I don't get my brain bashed around. So these guys, if they got, if they got paid better in the CFL, yeah, keep our players. But the fact of the matter is your career in in football is what? Three years, I think is the average. So make, make the money while you can. I'm never going to fault a guy for going to the NFL. I think, I feel like it's been a long time since players, in
2: minor football grew up dreaming of playing in the cfl you'll get the odd the odd kid who grows up watching it who who talks about it but if you ever turn into anything that resembles a successful football player during your peewee days your your high school days whatever your first thought at that point has to be dreaming of, of catching a super bowl winning touchdown it's just it's just how it is nowadays the NFL is where the marketing is. It's where the prestige is. It's where the money is. And you can't, you can't fault the guy for chasing that ever.
1: All right. And one more thing on the riders here before we move on is uh, it's going to be kind of a two-part thing. We're going to do who are the true must-keeps on this team going forward. forward? We're going to focus on free agents uh, and who the riders need to resign. Uh, we're going to start with the offense. We'll do defense on another show. A Three Down Nation put out the the article about the Riders' potential 2023 uh, free agent list. And so we'll just start with the offense and run down and just tell me yes or no. Maybe a quick reason why or not. Doesn't matter. Up to you guys. Um, And we'll go from there. So let's start at quarterback. Cody Fajardo. Bye. See ya. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, Running backs. Shaq Cooper. Bye. Nope. Yeah, they'll bring him back like fourteen times. Yeah, he'll be
0: a rider like five times over here. Yeah,
1: Uh, Jamal Morrow. Yes, hundred percent. I love that tandem with him and Frankie Hickson. And Hickson's under contract for next year. If you can get that going again, uh, that could be very good for this offense. So, yes, I'm all in on him. Um, Fullback, James Tuck.
0: Yeah, why not? I like the I like the way he plays. I uh, yeah, sure.
1: And he plays special teams as well. You can throw them on offensive packages, cut some passes. So, yep. Why, uh, why the tuck not? Sorry, I'll back think, away for the mic now. I, no, I think we found the title of the show now. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Just look at that. Um, receiver, Mario Alford. Well, you already know that he's resigned. He was on my list anyway. <coughs> yes. Yeah, of course. Obviously, he is. Shaq Evans.
0: Oh, yes. Honestly, I don't I can, think I can go of, either way when when Shaq's on he's not the number one receiver in the league like he th- says he is, but he's top six yeah, who, who's your deep who's your deep threat?
1: yeah, if you can get him at a bit of a reduced rate from what he was at this past year, I'm for it.
2: He's coming uh, off a couple of injured seasons you you gotta you gotta think that money's coming down.
1: I would, I would just hate for them to lose too oh. many receivers and start brand new with everybody.
0: Well, and that said, like, who, who are you going to sign out of all those receivers? That's yeah, it, you pick one or the other at some point here.
1: Um, Jake Hardy.
2: I, I love the, I love the man, love the man
0: but he's special teams only at this point.
2: If he hasn't cracked the roster by now, I just don't
1: see it. You need a guy with more than just special teams. And I think he hinted at uh saying that this past year was his gonna be his last anyway. So uh I'd I'd let him right off to the sunset there. Uh Wesley Lewis.
0: Canadian depth at most. You, you bring him into account, maybe. Yeah, I'd to say. I'd the same. Sure.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh Justin McInnes. hundred <laughs>
0: percent I don't know. I He's never really impressed me. He, lo- he looked good there for a little bit with Cody, and then they never went back to him, so I don't know.
1: The fear of living losing KSB to the NFL has me leaning more towards yes on Justin McInnes, just yeah. to have that depth and another guy who knows it here, um, even though the staff might be completely different. Um, Kyron Moore, swerve. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, absolutely. As a as a three or a four, absolutely. Uh, Mitch Picton. yes, no.
0: Interesting. Uh, I'm gonna say yes.
2: He's, um, he,
0: he's that lunch pail receiver that every Rider fan loves. It, yes, that local, local kid. Yeah.
2: If if he was born in Toronto, would you be saying yes? Yes. Based on what?
0: based on he was Cody Fajardo's first look in a playoff game last year. And where's Cody Fajardo? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Picton ca- seems to catch pretty much everything that's thrown his way. So Except
2: put, the pass you just talked about.
0: Yeah, except for the pass I ta- just talked <laughs> about,
2: yes. He played the
1: outside. He can play the slot. He seems to know the entire route tree and, and where to be. So I think he's actually pretty valuable. So. And, actually,
0: and players I've talked to seem like, the way he plays, so I don't know. He's seen something. He doesn't get the flashy stats, but he puts in the work.
1: And finally, for receivers, Duke Williams.
0: No. (laughs) No.
1: Yeah, that writing was on the wall the last what, seven weeks of the year? He's gone. He ain't coming back.
0: Ever since he tried to dummy a guy at the Touchdown Atlantic, I think uh, we've been slowly moving towards this. Yeah. Uh, Now to the O-line. This could be
1: very easy. We just say to hell with it. and Get rid of them all and start anew because, I mean, can't be any worse. <coughs> um, But we'll go with, uh, we'll start with Jamal Campbell. <laughs> the, the, the
2: guy couldn't crack the roster. No. How how did he fall so far so fast? He was that guy when he, when we brought him in, we thought, yes, we've got a good Canadian tackle. And then we started Natai Rogers.
0: For and, two wasn't
1: months. He, and wasn't he the highest paid rider offensive lineman?
0: I believe. Well, to? yeah, I, I think he, he was up there. I, I don't know if he was Jeez. the highest, but he was definitely up there.
2: No, get rid of him. I'd say no if he can't beat out the Ty Rodgers for a starting
0: job. He, I, he didn't bring in the uh, beat the other scrubs that they brought in to replace the Ty Rodgers. There was guys coming in two weeks in the playbook, and they were starting ahead of him.
1: Yeah, I think that spot will be. uh cooper richardson's anyway um dan clark i think we'll all be unanimous yes
0: wow what what a journey you you either die here long enough to become a villain (laughs) Uh, only if he
2: agrees to come on our show that's it but yes absolutely
1: they they have him listed here i know they have to um but we all know the answer to this brendan labat
0: bye enjoy (laughs) retirement Enjoy time with your family, dude. It's been three years. Yeah, he's done. Watch 2023
2: Um, is the year he comes back.
1: uh, Josiah St. John.
0: He's going to be our sixth forever. He is going to be our sixth offensive lineman forever.
2: Our great grandkids are going to be talking about Josiah St. John, the sixth O-lineman for the Riders. Uh, is he a
1: must-have? No, but I think they end up resigning him again because I think he'll be cheap and he's Canadian offensive depth. So that's, I mean,
0: and he's a big boy. Yeah. If you can ever put, I don't know how he can put it together. He played NCAA Div One. How he can't hack it, I don't get it.
1: And uh, the final one on this list, jump into an American left tackle, Taryn Vaughn.
0: No, I don't see it. O- only if he g- agrees to uh
2: paying his own way in the ice bath
0: yeah that yeah. that
2: electricity belt bill for that thing must be through the roof thanks to him yeah, can injuries,
1: injuries are just too much and he I mean he was great in 2019 and it's it's over he's done so no all right so that's the offense we'll uh, look at the defense on another show. That's the opening kickoff presented by Kathy Feschen of Royal Page Regina Realty. Let's jump to our Churchill Brewing Company Oz and End Zones. We'll actually talk about the Grey Cup here. Toronto winning 24-23 in one of the wildest Thank God. Thank second half you'll ever God. see. And that's you—that's Rider Nation right there. That victory for Toronto, more so that loss for Winnipeg, was the Grey Cup for the Riders because Rider fans were almost insufferable after that game online honest to god they might have been worse than uh Winnipeg would have been Winnipeg fans would have been if they won uh, i
0: I had a joke though it's like r- ranking gray Cups, 2013 yeah this 89. one yeah. no I actually put this one above 89 but um, uh like don't I actually I, I was talking to squeak today uh and uh he was t- telling me how much I heard I'm like I'm like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, I understand that. And he's, I'm like, is like, oh, like oh, 09 and 10 hurt? I'm like, oh, 09 hurt. Like, oh, 09 hurt. I don't think, like, don't get me wrong. Like, that block field goal, yeah, that sucks. But imagine making that and then taking it away. Like, that, that, so, like, I, I understand you hurt, but oh, 09 they, gives Ryder fans PTSD. Yeah, but they, they won back to back you lose a third one, you don't get to hurt like that.
1: Come on. It's not as heartbreaking for them as they are saying it is. It's really not. The Riders, oh nine 9 and 10, that's totally different because they lost both of those and they only had one before that in 7 Okay, so that's a little bit different. So Bomber fans are annoying me on social media too because they're like, oh, I'm so heartbroken. I get it. You're, you're upset your team didn't win. That's perfectly fine. That's part of being a fan. And it's heartbreaking, especially the way that it kind of happened. Yeah, absolutely. But you just had back-to-back championships. It's not like this is the Hamilton Tiger Cats getting heartbroken at home in 2021 when they thought that they had a chance and blew it. That's heartbreaking to, to end a you know a damn near twenty what is it, twenty-four-year curse or twenty-three-year curse now. Uh, this is nothing like that for bomb
2: fans. I I think my favorite part about this game. Was that they they won it and lost it multiple times? Because you could feel it in the stands after that that punt return touchdown, yeah. they won. They they had just won the Grey Cup. You could hear it in the in the way they were screaming, and then when they gave up the the touchdown or the uh, the go ahead points, it just it it didn't deflate quite as quickly because they they felt like they were coming back, but you could feel it that it was just we got to do it quick, and then the interception and they lost it again. And then the blocked kick and they won the gray cup again. And then the blocked kick again and they lost it for good and it was amazing just to feel that roller coaster without giving a damn. Cuz like you could you could literally feel every step of that in in the crowd. And I don't know if I've ever been at a gray cup where you could feel that level of roller coaster through the stadium. So it was it was just it was delightful. And it I, would probably be less delightful if it would have
0: turned out the other way. I I got to admit though that block kick kick from Winnipeg is probably the cleanest block field goal I've ever seen. Dude wasn't even touched. That 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 was amazing. Like that was a great play. The Argos block kick, Legio was shanked that thing anyway and it was way too low. Like there's no way he was making that kick. No, no.
2: Ask him.
0: I was dead on. There, There's a reason why they went out and got uh, Sergio last year. And this Grey Cup proves that they probably should have just ponied up the money and bring him back.
1: Yep. Especially when you let a guy like Kenny Lawler go in free agency to Edmonton. like Spend that money on your kicker. That was the problem that they had last season. And they shorted up with Sergio.
0: They, well, they, exactly. They knew Leglio couldn't kick last season. So they traded to get uh, Sergio's rights. Yeah, sign him. Wins him a great cup, and then they just let him walk. It made no that that move made no sense back then. What I, a
1: wild, I, what a wild game though! Like I've never seen. Like the the first half sucked. It was boring. Oh, um, I missed the first teams,
0: quarter, and I I missed I'm,
1: nothing. I'm like I'm a little surprised that both those teams were playing so conservative. The whole like up until almost midway through the fourth quarter, they were just not taking chances. It was very just like okay, well, dink and dunk our way. You know, there's always the, that feeling out process where you're trying to see what the defense is doing on the other team and, and you don't, you know, throw everything you have at them right at the beginning. But like, it just never seemed like that process stopped. It was a really weird flow to the game. And then the fourth quarter happened, which was wild. But I've never seen two block kicks in the same game before, let alone within like a minute and a half of each other. You might see three block kicks a year. And there was two back-to-back to win
0: a great cup. Like, that's well, crazy to me. Well, like, you'll see, like, block punts. Like, block punts you'll see, like, all day. But, yeah, block field goals, those are hard. And, yeah, to get two of them that, like, back-to-back. And the, best, the best
2: part about the block kick from the Argos side was – and it was a spot I missed in my whole roller coaster. But the guy who blocked that kick was the same guy that took the face mask yep. penalty – that would have ended the previous, yeah. uh, or ended that drive like four plays earlier. Like, talk about a like a hero moment to to be the guy that gets to block that after being the guy that
0: you know Extended almost almost drive. costed
2: your yeah. cost your season.
0: Uh, the you know less than a minute before. My favorite part about that, well, not my favorite part about that game though, but. One thing I was impressed with was the way Chad Kelly came in (laughs) and ran that offense. Like, it would be really easy for a team just to pack it in when their starting quarterback, like, basically dislocates thumb and can't do anything, and go into the backup. And then Kelly, like, rallied the team. They actually almost looked better under Kelly than uh, MBT. And he was making very... Good throws, like
1: over over the middle, intermediate routes. It wasn't just check downs or quick slants or outs or something that you you know your or screens that you try to protect a young quarterback who basically got no playing time this year, um, meaningful playing time anyway. Usually you try to try to hide that, but they let him go out there and throw the ball, and he looked good. And because of that, and with the rumors of McLeod Bethel Thompson retiring, Chad Kelly might be the the starting quarterback for the Toronto Argonauts next year.
2: And he absolutely should be. If if MBT isn't there, isn't there next year, Chad Kelly's earned that right. He just led your team to a Grey cup title. At at mo or at least he should be given the opportunity. But if you if the Argos go out and sign uh Bo levi Mitchell, Chad Kelly is not going to be your starter. He just You don't throw the money that you're going to need to throw at, at Bo Levi to get him to go there to, uh, to have him sit on the bench. Although it would be kind of entertaining to watch uh, Bo Levi leave Calgary because he doesn't want to sit on the bench, sign in Toronto for high dollars and sit on the bench. I, I think I'd enjoy that. Of course, the... uh the rumors
1: of MBT retiring is because, uh, well, I mean, he's getting up there in age, football age anyway, 34. Um, but his wife is a writer, director, writer. A writer, producer. Head,
0: she's the head writer of uh, Ironheart, the new Disney yeah. Plus series coming.
1: Marvel, a Marvel series. Yeah. They're doing okay for money. Yeah. I, I don't think they'd be missing a uh, CFL even starting quarterback type salary in that family. Plus they just had a young uh, a child this past year. So he can feel closer to home. And I think he said that he wanted him and his wife want to be living in the same country again, which basically to me says, I'm going back to the States, but that would be the end of uh, the guy. I love this guy. This guy is absolutely cuckoo bananas. Um, like he's out there, but he's such a good dude. Um, like his name is McLeod John Balthazar Bethel Thompson. Like, this kind of <laughs> has the coolest name I think I might have ever heard. Um, and he's been great for the league since he's been here. And I'd be kind of ashamed to see him go after only being here for a few years. But if that's uh, if that's best for him, then he has to do it.
2: And the good news is, if he ever goes anywhere, he could open up any business, and people would automatically assume it's a law firm with with a name <laughs> like his. He's set for life and whatever he wants to do after his career.
0: He, he, But you look at him, he looks like a guy that owns a craft brew pub. But he is spiritual. Like, he is, like, into deep, deep
1: stuff. Um, have heard interviews from him before and, like, talk about going on a, you know, a quest or something and seeing stuff in the forest. Like, that's this guy. Um, But it suits him. It's, it's very real. It's very him. And it might seem out there, but it's it's I love it. I think it's great. And I wish the CFL could have marketed that a little bit more to their advantage. Because this guy, he's a cool cat.
0: Um, and
1: it, and it's not the same cliche guy that you see all the time.
0: What's it with Toronto and their free spirits? You got him, you got Bear Woods. I
1: miss Bear Woods, man. That guy was the coolest. Still my favorite interview that we've ever had on this on this show. Slaw dogs. Oh man. You gotta find out where he is, bring him back. <laughs> Love Bearwoods. <laughs> um, and just kind of wrapping things up with the uh with the Grey Cup. Um the Saturday, I know Greg, you couldn't be there, but the CFL fans fight cancer event uh, that we had at the Great Canadian Brew House in the East End. First off, I want to give them thanks for, for allowing us to basically take over their bar for geez six hours just about. <laughs> <laughs> including setup before and, and tear down and whatever after, but uh, everything there was phenomenal and big thank you to everyone who helped out in any possible way, whether it was with donations, um, helping set up. Um, and then of course, everybody putting their hard earned money into this event. Um, I didn't know it at the time. Our goal was to beat Hamilton's from last year. And we heard that, that was what, $11,000, Steve? About I that. think
2: they were. I think they were just under nine thousand. Was was uh, oh, okay. Hamilton last year? Yeah, I was going to okay. say. I think I believe
0: when we it at ten, that was to break the record. Okay, uh, so that was. I mean, anytime
1: you're raising money for charity, it's it's not a contest. It's always just a good thing to do. No, it's a contest. So it we wanted
0: matter. to win. <laughs>
1: we we, 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 <laughs> we wanted something good to happen out of this season. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. But it doesn't matter if it's two thousand dollars. Doesn't matter if it's fifty thousand dollars. It like it. It doesn't matter. You're raising money for a great cause, uh, fighting cancer. Um, and so we we knew we were going to beat Hamilton's. I didn't realize that Calgary had the market at sixteen thousand um, dollars from what twenty eighteen. Um, thank you to everyone in the CFL family who online donated, joined <laughs> raffles. Uh, did the dunk tank with us. All that went towards this. Everybody at the event, uh, we finished just short of $22,000. No, we're over event. now. And now we're over. We're at twenty, almost $22,700. So you can still donate at any time. Please do. Keep going. Um, but thank you, everybody, for doing that. That's absolutely incredible. I know there was plenty of tears um on, on that Saturday, just, uh, just happy, happy tears. Just like, wow, that's incredible. And for, uh, you know, just a small group of people setting this up to do this. It was uh, absolutely phenomenal. See, it was organized chaos. Steve, you had such a huge hand in the whole event. So thank you for for everything you did to to make this thing go off. And, and it was wonderful. And I honestly, I hope Hamilton beats us next year. Although it'd be nice to have Reagan rights for an extra year after that.
0: Yeah. Like Hamilton, <laughs> no. Like Hamilton at 22. Maybe BC can beat it. But yeah. No, I got to yeah. admit, like when I <laughs> found out I was going to be in Montreal for this past weekend, it wasn't even the possibility of me missing the game. And think even planes, trains, and an automobile missing the first quarter. Those like, are like pillows. <laughs> even if I missed the game. The thing I probably was upset the most about was missing this event because I was looking forward to it the most. And it sucks I missed it. It sucks I couldn't bid on anything because I was in meetings all day. Uh, I wanted to bid on a few things remotely, and I just couldn't get to my phone to find out what things were at. So uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, Whoever whoever got the uh, SGA green picture, let me know, because I'm kind of curious who took that one home.
2: There, there was a couple really cool moments for me that, that kind of hit home how how big this event could get uh, as things go. First of all, the the loge seating auction, having a live auctioneer do that, and to see those four <laughs> tickets the day before the game go for almost thirteen hundred dollars, and the guy who bought them had tickets. He just wanted better tickets, and it was and they uh, they had a great time at the game, I'm sure. Um, but the other moment and this is this is one of those moments that i've i've shared a few times since and every time it almost like it almost hits me right in the ball well, it does hit me right in the feels but so the guy who won the 50-50 it was 3400 dollars his half was just over 1700 without hesitation he takes that money hands it right back to the woman after asking hey what's this what are you guys raising money for and i didn't think anything of that question he just handed the money and off he went talking to the manager after the event the guy who won the 50 50 wasn't part of our group he was just a random brew house regular just a random guy off the street who go him and his a couple guys show up every saturday to watch college football or hockey or ncaa whatever happens to be on but they're in there every saturday and he just happened to be the winner and without without a thought, just donated it right back to uh, to Alan Blair. So, like I, I said, had, yeah, I had I had no idea. I right? thought he was part of a group. The moment he donated it, I didn't even put that question. Like, as soon as he asked, you know, what's this for? I should have clued in, but I didn't think about it. I'm just like, what a cool dude! And they, the 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 I think his name was Terry. Terry. The, the chant Terry. for him and the like the round of applause. Like, I'm glad that all happened because it gave me a few minutes to, like, collect myself because I was not in a good space at that moment. There was there was no way I was doing anything in public for a few minutes. But to hear that he was not associated with that event at all was just like, that's the kind of thing that warms your heart. And it's just from 11 o'clock until five o'clock, it was nothing but moments like that where it was just people doing good things. And the world needs a whole lot more of that.
1: Yeah, it was a wonderful afternoon, and uh, I can't wait to uh, to see what happens with Hamilton next year. I know that's going to be a, a must of event, uh, must attend event at Grey Cup next year. And if we if any of us make the trek over there, I know we'll be there for sure, and we'll definitely help out any way we can. But thank you CFL family for making that all possible. Because uh, without without the CFL family, that event is us standing up there by ourselves with. Stuff we don't have enough room to take home because there was a, there was a lot of donations uh, given to us for for prizes um, and I don't have any more room on in my my <laughs> office for it.
0: So Yeah, I was happy uh, to get that box out of here, and then I realized after I went to Montreal, I forgot one of the pictures I was supposed to donate. It's still sitting here. So if anyone wants to buy a Stanley Cup picture, uh, I will gladly sell it and give the money to to, to the to the uh, event.
2: Thank you for forgetting it because we had no more space. I have <laughs> three boxes of things at my house that never made it to the tables that I had to find out, figure out ways to donate or do something with because we just didn't have room. We, tr- we were literally walking around handing things out to people to be like, have some free CFL gear, have some stuff because people were so generous. It was just... <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, was awesome.
1: it was awesome. That's... That's what it's all about. So thank you everybody that was involved and uh, helped out and uh threw your hard earned money at that because that uh, it goes a long way um to help fighting cancer. So love that. And with that, I think we're done this week here on the Piffles Podcast. What, um, pick them? Uh we could do the Vanier Cup. The Huskies are in it, which Go is Huskers. great. Yep. Yeah. Who are they playing? Laval?
0: Boo. Yeah bloody Frenchman.
1: So, Saskatch-
2: Saskatchewan having a chance at winning a championship this year has not gone gone well so far. Shut so. up. I'm, I'm still hurting from freaking, um, <laughs> Canadian ball. Losing champ- <laughs> championship games doesn't hurt. Alex told us that before.
0: Uh, no, it, believe me, that one hurt. No, no, it doesn't hurt when you win the previous two. <laughs> uh, yeah, so- I'm hoping at least one Saskatchewan team brings home a championship this year.
1: Yeah, go Huskies with a uh, potential uh future quarterback for the Rough Riders, Mason Nias.
0: They they won't they won't draft a quarterback, are you kidding me?
1: I would love to I kid gets it, man. I mean, oh, they, they a,
0: should. Don't get me wrong, they should.
1: It'd be a great story. Fantastic awesome. in the media. He's fantastic in the media too. He knows how to how to get uh, you know, how to control interviews. He better with his dad being Perry
0: Nias. Uh, <laughs> so Regina boy plays in Saskato- played in Saskatoon, like it makes sense. Just they won't do it, though. Throw, throw a sixth-round
1: pick at him. Who cares? Why not? Bring him into camp. B- BC will drop him. Because apparently <laughs> that's where all the Saskatchewan players go now. Kelly Bates, man. The uh, Sasky boys out there. That's what it is. All right. So, yeah. Go Huskies against uh, Laval in the Vanier Cup this upcoming Saturday. But that's going to do it for us this week here on the Piffles Podcast. Of course, Piffles Podcast is brought to you by our great friends at Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. And as always, special thanks go out to Kathy Festion of Royal LePage Regina Realty, Churchill Brewing Company, and Kurt Angle for their support making this show possible. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> <laughs> Every but time.
0: My trying to hold in a cough. It didn't work.
1: <laughs> uh, Piffles Podcast is a proud member of the CFPN, the Canadian Football Podcast Network. This is Ghost Behind Your Mind by Tyler Gilbert. The ghost
2: behind